Live from the summit in Phoenix, Arizona, the Gore presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Nikki Salter and Chad Lubin. Today's topic, how to deliver the ultimate client experience. So we are the ultimate client presentation. The goal of this class is to stop rate shopping through adding value and earning trust. Remember I said earning trust. Trust is earned, not given. We all get that wrong with our realtor partners. So today we are on page 118, okay? We're going to get your realtor partners to refer you with value and all your partners, okay? We're gonna walk you through a two-step close with a client. It's called the home buying consultation and the loan selection meeting is what I call it. Very clear what's happening in each step of the process. I'm gonna take the home buying consultation, the master closer, Nikki Salter, is gonna take the loan selection meeting. And we're gonna show you how the team handles the transaction, how they get the meetings, but how you close. So if we do that all for you today and give you three things to take away to stop rate shopping in your business, can we earn a five on your surveys? Give me, give me a round of applause for that. All right. So I always try, listen, how many of our Game of Thrones fans? Raise your hands. Winter is already here, okay? Both the season and in our business, right? And I'll be honest with you, I've heard so many conversations here that are weak, that are saying, it's gonna be okay, we'll get through this. I don't think you will if you don't improve upon this. I think way too many of us got away from the client. I think way too many of us handed off the transaction and the point of sale to our team who should not be as good as you. And I think not enough of us have worked on our scripts, our system, and our process to blow the client away so the rate's not even a question. And that's what we're gonna do here for you today. I would argue I'm the second best in the whole core at this presentation. My girl Nikki is the first. And why she's the first is because I've basically stolen this all from her, okay? So uh, what I love about Nikki, when I'm in a dark place, Many of my students, uh, she wrote a message to some of, our, some of us. When I'm in a dark place, Nikki is one of three people that I call. Always there. I don't think I've seen anyone balance it all more. Has ownership in her company, runs a branch, runs a badass production business, runs uh, an amazing household. Her uh, man is one of the favorite people I, I get to call a friend. Uh, she pours into Olive and Ari more than I've ever seen a mom pour into, and she does this all by running an amazing business. So she is like the bomb.com in my book of Ryan, running a client presentation, and why I think Nikki and I haven't fallen as much as some of the people that were producing about double of us last year, is we've always been in the client presentation. We've always been in the point of sale. We never removed ourselves from that. So I think the start of that and the most important is having your realtor partners refer you with value. So Nikki's gonna walk you through that process. Give it up for my girl, Ooh. Superwoman, Nikki Salter. Yeah, bless. Oh my goodness, that actually is so much pressure now. <laughs> I'm literally, 
so, and I'll also clarify, the reason that Chad is doing the presentation itself, so we're actually going to role play it and show you how it works, he's doing it because he might have gotten my content, but he's the only soldier that does it exactly how it's supposed to be done every single time, the first time he hears it, and never stops. When I feel like I'm cured, I stop doing whatever brilliant thing was working. I don't know, but Chad is the only soldier that I have seen, that I know that 100% of the time is consistent. He's built two new branches in two new markets and maintained his business that he still has in Chicago all through a pandemic. No big deal. No, but how did you actually, during the pandemic, like you couldn't travel back and forth? Was it just all Zoom? It was all Zoom. Oh my I God, was on Zoom crazy. before Zoom was cool. It's crazy. I love that there are so many top producers in this room. So I'm going to tell you something that has stuck with me throughout my journey at the core um, in everything that I've done and has worked. And it is, I stay close to the money. So I have Say that again, tactic one to write down. Stay close to the what? Money. Now, what is the money in this case? So you are in an ultimate client presentation class. So what do you think the money is in this? The client, right? And so if the client is the money here, then you need to be in the forefront of that, right? So if I am committing to staying close to the money, then I'm going to be doing the client consultation and I'm going to be doing the loan selection. <gasps> I know, right? You have to get really good at it too so that you can also, you heard all those other things that I have to do too, right? So I have to do it quickly, okay? So, um, and this starts so much earlier than the actual appointment itself. Who can agree with that, right? Um, how many of you are doing consultations in your office again? Okay. That's awesome. That's I was not expecting to see that. Yeah, that's good. How many of you are doing 100% of them in the office again? Okay, that's okay. Thank you all for being honest. Oh my God, we're off to a great start. Okay, because um, it, it's tough, right? Like getting people back in. So they have to come in, they have to see your visual resume, they have to sit down and interact with you. People are hungry for it. So I'm going to skip past that since you're all already doing it. You see the value, right? I think that our conversion, we didn't notice that our conversion didn't go down during the pandemic because we had so many leads, we had so many deals, and we had an unfair. Um, our numbers were skewed because of the refinances, okay? So if you were really to dig in and look and see if Zoom had an impact on your conversion, it probably did, okay? So now that we're back, everybody's comfortable doing it in person. It's hungry. We got to do that, okay? So the number one thing that you have to do, every single agent that is referring you has to refer you with value, okay? This is all about improving the client experience, Okay, if I trust you and you give a full, am I being recorded? Yep. Okay, I'm not going to say B-A, I was going to say bad I already A. swore once. So. Yeah, so now, okay, so if you are, if you are determined to give an amazing presentation, um, it's got to start with them feeling super comfortable. So if I am referring you, anybody, I'm going to say everything that I love about you, and I'm going to say it with full trust, right? So when you're meeting with these agents that are like, well, I'm supposed to give out, you know, three names, and I'm supposed to do this, you got to get past that, and you have to say, okay, so I'm going to skip past that part two, and I'm just going to tell you, when you refer me, this is what I want you to say. Okay, so let's skip past the, hey, I want you to refer me every single time. Obviously, I want that, but that's not what this class is, okay? So when you refer me, here's what I want it to look like. I also want to make sure that if you're going to send me a deal that 
you and I are in alignment, so I don't let your client down and you down accidentally because of a miscommunication, okay? Now, if you are going to set accurate expectations, what does that mean that you have to be doing every single time? This is interactive, you can go ahead. Same thing, the process. You have to have a process that you do the same way every single time, or at least however you told them that you were going to do it, okay? And who else has to know how that process is gonna go? The people that are helping you do it. Excellent, your team, okay? So your team has to be clear. So I will give you an example. When I meet with an agent, I tell them what the process is going to look like, okay? So, um, this, I'll give you an example. Um, okay, so, what's your name? Aaron. Okay, um, Aaron, when you send me a client, here's what I would like you to tell them if you're comfortable, okay? I work with a lender. She has an amazing reputation. She is the best here in San Antonio, and we need an approval letter from her. Okay? In this town, it's as good as cash, and it's going to put you and I in a better position to negotiate. Okay? Can I have her call you? That's fair, right? Like, that's what I want them to say. Okay? Repeat, repeat that script one more time. Y'all should write this down. Yeah. That is money in the bank. Simple, direct, exactly what we want. Say it again. Cool. So, Chris, when you send me a client, okay, here's what I'd like you to say if you're comfortable. Okay? Um, I work with Nikki Salter, okay, she's my preferred lender that other clients have worked with. She's the best lender in San Antonio, she has the best reputation, and a letter from her in this town is as good as cash, and it will put you and I in a better position to negotiate. Can I have her call, give you a call? Cha-ching. Okay. Take one thing away, I promise that's gonna help you make more money. So that's thing number one. Now, they also have to be able to tell the client what's going to happen, right? So here are some things that we cover. Can I, can I say where, what you said right there? And yeah. I wrote it right up here, just as she was talking. She honored the referral partner for the lead. She gave them honor. She extracted the contact information, and then she reminded them, hey, I don't really want a text message because I'm in meetings all the time and a text message. Here's how I want to be referred. Here's how I want you to say. That was awesome. Yes. And so then I'm going to go on to tell them. Now, I bring a team sheet with me so that I have a visual aid. Okay. I believe in all the different types of learnings because I have no idea and I can't keep up with how you prefer it. I know a lot of people do that with fancy CRMs and everything else. That's great. I will not remember. I just bring you a team sheet. Okay. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to bring you a team sheet and then you're going to send me leads and we're going to practice the process. That's covering the bases on all three, right? So I go through the team sheet and I say, okay, here's what it's gonna look like for your client. This is your pre-qualification specialist, okay? Her name is Brandy. Brandy's gonna call the client. She's gonna go through and get the initial pre-qual information. She's gonna send them a link for some documents. We're gonna pull credit. They're gonna set the appointment for your client to meet with me. I meet with 100% of your clients, period, okay? Now I'm gonna copy you in on that invite, on that appointment, and if you want to come, accept the invitation and come. If not, no pressure. It's your choice, whatever you're comfortable with, okay? Does that sound like what you're doing currently? Is that in alignment with what you want? You right? mean how many percent of their clients? A hundred percent. Super important. I'm going to offer your clients a hundred, I'm going to offer a hundred percent of your clients the opportunity to meet with me, okay? In person. I believe in that, okay? 
Then, um, so I, I also like to ask a lot of yes questions. Does this sound like what you were looking for? Does this sound better than how you're currently doing it? Is there anything about what I said that you don't like? Now, I've found that realtors are very non-confrontational, so they're just likely going to say yes to whatever it is, right? And that's okay. I'm, I'm all right with them just saying yes all the time, right? Like, we'll fix it as we go. So at that point, they're super clear on what's going to happen and what the expectation is. Now, I also tell them, hey, listen, I obsess about the client and lead conversion, okay? So you have to let your client know we're going to call them. Okay, so they're going to get a call, a text, and an email every single day for the first seven days. Okay, you're going to be copied only on the email because I don't want you to get 21 touch points over the next seven days and hate me. Okay, so you're only going to be copied in on the email communication. Is that okay with you? And they always say yes, right, so that they know. What else does that cut down from me having to do every single time we call them, call the agent, right? They're getting an update. They see that it's calling. I'm also building... I'm, this is, I'm building trust and, and giving value to the agent by simply doing what I said that I'm going to do. Okay, so for me, building trust and perceived value is all about setting an accurate expectation and then small kept promises. Okay, so many people these days don't do that. And so you'll already be ahead of the competition just because of that. And it's an easier way to sell. So everybody who comes and sells behind me. So who sells behind me? Your team. My team. Who sells in front of the team? Me, you. obviously, right? But I have to have the team to help me. So what do I want to do for them? I want to make it a layup for them. They are not as skilled as I am, right? So we have to set an accurate expectation that all they have to do is follow the process, right? So see, guys, she's telling them how she wants to be referred, step one, right? This is how I want to be referred. Number two, this is my expectation of the process, and if you follow the process, right? This is our process, yep. right? And that gets them what? Step three. Yeah, so, and then I also tell them, okay, so um, best way to do this is one of two ways. Either do a three-way text, and I give them my, I use Ring Central, whatever uh, office phone that you use that has texting capabilities, I give them that number, and I tell them, text this line between me, you, and the client, connect us that way, and we will take it from there. We're not going to keep you in on that communication, we're going to run with it from there. Or you can do the same thing on a three-way email. So you can connect us by three-way email if you prefer. I'm okay with either one. I use a team email. Um, or if there's something about that client you want me to know and you don't want them copied in, just send me their information, okay? If they're supposed to call me, I can't track it as well, okay? So you can certainly, if they're not comfortable, you can have them call me, but... You know, I don't know if they're supposed to call me if they call or not, because I don't know that they're calling. If if I don't know, I'm not calling them. It's not it's not proactive, right? Um, we can't track it as well. So um, when I go through the expectations, I think that it's also super important that we talk about what they're going to get in return for that, right? So I go through and I've said, okay, here's how we're going to connect you. Here's how I'd like it done. Here's what I want to say about. Yeah, here's what I'd like you to say about me. And then I also ask, what would you like me to say about you? Because when I do this consultation, I'm going to talk about you and I'm going to honor you too. What are the things that you sell on? Is it quick communication? Is it you're the best negotiator? You know, um, what is it that you want me to say about you? I always say that 100% um, of our clients together have been personal referral. 
And I always say that you are an amazing hand. She's an excellent negotiator. Is there anything else you'd like me to add to support your value with that client? Right. So guys, see what she's doing right here? She's saying, this is my process. You feel, follow the process. Here's what's in it for you. Yes. Notice that transition right there. So here's what I'm going to give you in exchange for that. Okay. So one, I am going to obsess about your client um, uh, conversion. Okay, so I'm going to call them, I'm going to do 21 touches, and then I'm going to come back to you and ask you what you would like me to do. Hey, we're not getting a response. What do you want me to do? You want me to do another seven? Do you want me to hold? What does that look like for you, right? Um, the next thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to give you, when they come through our process, I'm going to give you an airtight approval. Okay, so I'm going to do a full TBD underwrite on them. I'm going to do a full consultation where I go through and determine exactly what they qualify for. I'm going to make sure that there's nothing on their documents that could come up that's going to bite us so that we don't have any surprises. And in that approval package, you're going to get a pre-approval letter that says pre-approval. It's going to be editable because I trust you. And so I'm going to send you the highest amount with instructions that you can edit it down as much as you want, just not to increase it without calling me. I'm going to send you instructions on how to write the contract. Okay. I'm going to send you a video that I want you to forward that, to the listing agent on every offer that you make that's me telling that listing agent everything that your client had to do to get my letter. And then I also am going to attach a $2,500 closing guarantee with no strings attached whatsoever other than bad appraisal, bad inspection, or bad title that I will pay the seller $2,500 if for any reason that client doesn't close. Okay? Because guess what? We're in a market where we can negotiate again. Right? So we don't have to give up all these crazy things and my package is all of a sudden more valuable. Okay? So if you can help me do this, this is what I will give for you in exchange. Is that worth giving me the opportunity to get a lead? Right? Boom. See? So what's she giving them? Airtight approval, consultation so the client's clear and everybody's on the same page, video to help win when the offer goes in and a $2,500 guarantee to show the sellers how airtight her approval is. Mm -hmm. Raise your hands if you're doing all of that. Good, that's why we're teaching the class. Nobody was? I didn't see. Okay, now, um, so this whole first part is how to get them to the appointment. Right? Okay, so we've done the initial, we've taught the client, the agent, here's how I want you to refer me, here's what my process looks like, make sure they're clear on it. Also, clarify with the agent the contact times, okay? So my, on the street, my guarantee is that all leads are contacted within two hours. Okay? All leads are contacted within two hours of us receiving their information. Okay? So you've got to have some sort of expectation on yes. when you're going to be reaching out. Now, and it should be way longer than the actual. Yeah, so my internal goal is live or within 20 minutes. Okay? So my team knows that the internal goal is live or within 20 minutes, but that all clients are promised within two hours. I always get that question, so I'm glad you asked. The question was, what if you get the lead after hours? I also set the expectation that we do not have night, um, night support, and so if we get a lead after hours, we're going to contact them first thing in the morning, okay? Um, and we do. So, I mean, there are a lot of people that are doing a lot of nights and weekends and everything else. We don't. We trained our agents for a long time that, hey, I'm going to bust my tail for you Monday through Friday, whatever you need. If you go through and you do all of these things and you tell your client how it's going to work and what it's going to look like if you work with me, 
and then they actually do it, and then you sit down and you have everything that you need to make an offer, how much more professional is that than the agents that and the loan officers that they don't have a letter or they're changing, they don't have an editable one, so they're changing the amounts all the time, they're tapping their toe, waiting on, well, what kind of contract should we be writing up? We don't know what the rates are. We don't know all these things. Well, you don't know them because it, you didn't have somebody that was putting this system together that would maxify, that I, I believe in a predictable process for peak performance period. Everything that I do, and then I want to rinse and repeat, and I'm going to get better and better by 1% all the time, and I'm going to stay in this game longer than you and win. That's it. All right, that guys, so if you, if you have any questions on this part, write them down, and we'll come back to them, okay? So the next part of this is people get this wrong all the time. Your LP1s are lead to meeting. You are the rainmakers. You are the master converters, Okay. So how I do it is the loan partner ones, if I'm in meetings all day, their job is 20 minutes speed to lead, metric is an hour, I do exactly like Nikki and tell them two hours, right? But the LP1's job is just to get you an opportunity to close the client. They are the nurses, you are the doctor. They set up the charts, they weigh, uh, guys, you got to turn to the right and cough for the nurses, right? The doctors, we don't handle any of that, right? So they do all of that stuff and they get the meeting. So how does your LP1s get the client to the meeting with you and what is required of that? Perfect. So the LP1 piece, so if you'll go to page 119, this will make it help, this will help you in life. So I was in operations for the first 10 years, and I'm still like a, not to call operations people nerds, but I'm a super nerd on everything process-wise. So I can guarantee you this is the best prequal intake form that you will give your LP1s or anybody that's going to do it. And I know because I've tested it, and they all tell me that it's the best that they've seen. Okay, So you have to, if you are going to toss the ball to a team member, okay, so... Leads excited, they're referred well, accurate expectation has been set. Now the LP1 has to bring the has to get the client to the meeting. Okay? So this is all just logistics. Okay? That page is our prequal form. So that's what the LP1 uses to fill out to get the information. We do not send them to a website, okay? It's you know those memes where the person sends there and says like pineapple goes on pizza change my mind okay um, client leads should be taken over the phone not online change my mind okay it's it's more profitable it's more efficient you will not save time going back and forth you will make more mistakes I promise you there's so much more that's lost in translation you just can't get everything in there correctly okay so and, and here's when, the why here's the why yeah. right. Why would you point them to the place where they can shop you the most? Yeah. Number one, that's their opportunity to build rapport. So one thing I just want to be clear that you guys get, sometimes it's got to be her and I getting the meeting, right, because our LP1s couldn't, and then we have to hand this part back to the LP1s. Hopefully they're good enough to sell us enough, add and show our value in that meeting, uh, really drive home to the client why they need to meet with us, what tools they're going to get, and they can just go right into this pre-qual form. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. So they go into the pre-qual form. They do it live. Okay? So, and they go through. They ask all of the questions. You've got to train them on how to do the pre-qual form and overcoming objections. Don't just give it to them and assume, you know, hey, they're just going to get it done. You have to teach them how to overcome the objections and do these things. Okay? So they do the pre-qual over the phone. 
they set the next steps expectation with the client. Now remember, if this is done correctly, it's already been discussed up front by the agent with the client. So the LP1, if you have a question, write it down because we're being recorded and so we're gonna ask them at Q&A, we'll give you one, okay? Um, so the LP1 is setting the next step step expectations that the, the agent has already mentioned, okay? So those expect, uh, next steps are, they're gonna input the information, we're gonna run your credit, I'm gonna send you a link to upload some documents, we're gonna review them, and then I'm gonna set the appointment to go with Nikki, uh, for you to meet with M Nikki. I had a client two weeks ago. What's that ago. called, guys? Full pre-app. Her team gets what? Full pre-app. She does not get involved until when, Nikki? Um, once the, it's a viable deal and we have the documents, credit qualifies. Full pre-app. Yeah, she gets involved at free full pre-app. Yes. That's when I do. Okay. Um, and so then. So your LP1's job is the full pre-app. Clear? Cool. That gets confused. You're so good at making them write it down that it like throws me. I'm like, yeah, okay, I should go write that down. Uh, now, I actually had a client two weeks ago, and he told me, like, I got to tell you, he said, your team's been great, but I got to tell you, they've built up this appointment a lot. Like, I don't know what this appointment with Nikki's going to be, but this is all we've talked about is this appointment with Nikki. They should all say that, okay? Yeah. Like, they should revere it. Like, well, why do I have to meet with Nikki? What do you mean, why do you have to? You get to. You're buying a house. This is a crazy time to be getting a mortgage. Like it's a great time to be buying a house. Not a great time to be getting a mortgage, okay? But clients don't have cash, so they have to, right? Um, so you've got to sit down and go through all this information with Nikki. She is the best. And we're going to get all of your information up. Here's another objection. Why do I have to bring my documents up front? We're going to get all of your information up front and reviewed so that you're not going through with Nikki you know, like anything that's on your credit report, you're actually talking about all of the things that you care about, payment, down payment, what's going on in this crazy market, how do I get the right house for me? Cool. Okay. Let's do some table work really quick. Go to your table, one to three things that she just said that you're not doing that you need to take back and implement. And then we'll show you what the consultation is. Come back, I'm gonna go around a few tables. Something that we're doing in our process that needs to be implemented in yours. Right here, oh, S-cap, yeah. No, you're good. Good. All right, so we just talked about it, and uh, James said, uh, at give all my realtors a template text and a template email. Template text and template email. Yep, and the other one was, uh, we have a two hour policy, but we don't have the internal policy, so I need to talk about that. Very good. Perfect. Um, the editable pre-approval, I think a lot of us don't trust them and they think we'll abuse it, but they abuse the regular ones anyhow, and um, we do give an approval to um, once they get approved online. She said editable pre-approval, I send mine to the max of qualification, yeah. go ahead and go up to that. You got to come back to me. If you got to go above it, you can adjust it down as you see fit. That's yeah. my message to the realtor. And guys, too, just so that you know, what is your biggest fear? That it'll get in somebody's hands and they'll use it against you. It's happened to me twice. Um, I didn't let it get to me. I took it 
with amazing honor. I called the agent who does not work with me uh, both times. It was two different times when the title company sent me the contract. And I said, I'm flattered. How'd you get your hands on my letter? Because these are not my clients. And of course, I got the stumbling like, oh, it must have been my, my assistant, blah, blah, blah. And I said, actually, I think that you knew that you would get an approval with my letter instead of whichever letter you had. And I'm flattered right? And then I sent it over to my compliance and said, sick our attorney on him. And I don't want to talk about it anymore because I don't want it to take up room in my head, but you can't worry about, you can't change your process for the one or two things that may, well, but what if this happens? Hey, jump out of the window, build a parachute on the way down and fix it, fix like the things that are a real problem. Don't worry about what could happen. It probably, it could, it probably will. It won't be that big of a deal. Okay. Got one here. Is the video that you send out with the pre-approval specific to them, or is it a general one? It is general, but you would not know that because I recorded it when I was in the middle of moving offices from a webcam, so it looks like I did it just then real quick for that client, but because my process is exactly the same every single time, I don't have to change what's in the video because I wouldn't have sent the letter out without doing what was in it. That's something optional. Like, I do a personal one, she has it canned. I've seen yeah. it done both ways. Both ways work. Patrick, you got something? Um, I mean, we're not doing anything. Our main thing was not meeting the clients in person. That's what we're struggling with. Getting back, with, to, so meeting getting back to meeting in person. I like it. Got something? How do you handle the, the you know, the e That's my biggest hang-up. I want to do the, the, um, the, the over-the-phone applications, but the whole e-consent, the documents, how do you handle the compliance part of it? Um, like the, I mean, the e-consent, there's a part that says that you got the consent verbally. And then when we send them the, the link to upload the documents, that has all the stuff that they can, they sign electronically also. Um, but I get, we have like a little thing that says that they gave us consent um, and how, and it's for, to pull credit. Is that what you're saying? To pull credit? Yeah. Okay. They can give verbal consent. You can give it verbal credit. over the phone. Yeah, we just get it verbal over the phone. Anything else? Go ahead, Tony. We were sending people online applications. We all talked about stop doing that. Stop doing the online applications. One more. Hey, I have a question. Have go you ahead. ever been to a car dealership to buy a car and they sent you home to go check them out online? No. no they hand you the keys and true. they put you in the yeah. car, man. They're like, hey, go drive this puppy. See what happens. Right? Like, so many of you are getting rate like, shot because. figured out how to get the people in the house. That's right? right. I'm going to give them the keys. Stay the night. Let me know. So many of us get rate shot because we talk about rate and then we point them to the place of our competition. It makes no sense. So stop that. Cool. cool. Okay. What so, else you got? Then yeah, I'm, then I'm going to get into the meeting. Yeah. One last thing before the application. So people are like, um, you, you hear this and you think like, man, she's got to be doing a lot of work on that. That's, that's a lot of work like for all those individual clients. So it's really not. The first time that I see anything on the client, unless there's a problem, is in that client consultation. And in that consultation, the or for that client, I already have, everything's already been run on them. So my LP1 inputs the information, they run credit, they run AUS, they put the notes that they have that they got from the, the um uh, conversations with the client. They also, any review, based on the document review, like anything that came up in that approval, and then they also, um, like anything that I need to do, they will add it in there. So all of those things have already been done whenever I get it. Okay, so all I'm going in and doing is really tweaking and putting a bow on it. So you're not in Encompass. You're not doing up the pre-approval notes. No. It's I mean, all your team. Yeah, I mean, when I meet That's with the client, the yeah, 
when I meet with the client, I will put whatever came up in the meeting that was different, um, but all of those things are already done. I use a really clear template. I don't want a novel. Don't tell me they have good credit. I can see it. Only tell me if there's something bad in there that, you know, we need, that I need to talk about, okay? So it's truly the definition of doctor nurse. She is the doctor. She walks in. The charts are there. She did none of the charts. She's there to read the charts, make the diagnosis, and do the money-making activity. The closest thing to money is the what? At uh, that the point client the consultation. That's right. It is the client consultation. And cool. then it's the, the lock. I like the lock, man. That's my favorite. So we're now moving into the first part of the meeting. Okay. So once again, it's a two-step close. It's called a home buying consultation. Right? You'll, you'll see how this flows. You'll see how I do it with the client. Um, Let me sit here. Remember, you are doing very little of the work. You might have to call the lead to get them to the meeting if your LP1 can't close them on a meeting. I'll say it again. LP1s don't close deals. They convert leads into meeting. Your job is the meeting to the rate lock, or we call it the loan selection meeting. She calls it the, what do you call it, the second meeting? Um, it's just a lock appointment. Lock appointment. Yeah. There you go. It's very clear what they're doing. So they know they're coming there and what to do. Cool? Mm -hmm. So we've got them all the way to that point. Your LP1s did the job. They got the prequal, uh, the full pre-app. Everything's there. My notes are in Jungo. Where are your notes at? In Encompass. In Encompass. So she goes in Encompass. I don't because it's a black hole for me. I'll start looking at other files and, oh, did we lock this? And my mind scatters too much. So I just stay all in a CRM and phone burner and my cell phone. That's the only places I ever am. So my team's got to put it where it's convenient for me. I think that place is your CRM. She does it well in Encompass. They put the notes for me of the credit, everything in Jungo, so I don't have to go in Encompass. She prefers an Encompass. So it's really whichever you prefer. It's knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses. Cool? Y'all ready to see the meeting? This is our simulation, by the way. That's why I'm sitting down. Yes, I know you think it's my shoes. Down. It's not. I want it to look like, like this appointment's going to be. All right, Nikki. Well, thank you for coming today. Um, I know you're working with Shay, my best realtor, to find you a home. How did you meet Shay? Um, she worked with my brother. She worked with your brother? Mm -hmm. Did your brother close on a home with her? Uh, yes. Awesome. When was that? Uh, oh, goodness. Uh, about a year ago. Okay, cool. So you trust your brother, your brother trusts Shay, right? Yes. And your br brother trusts Shay because she got him into a great home and he's very happy. He was super happy. It was great. Awesome. Well, I want you to know you can trust Shay. She's amazing. She, out of the 70 realtors I work with, she's who I trust for my own deals. Um, she just does the right thing when nobody's looking. She's an amazing negotiator. She has great market knowledge. I want you to know you hit the jackpot working with Shay. Did you hear that, Shay? Like, he thinks the world of you. <laughs> she, she came to this appointment. Yeah. <laughs> so Shay sent you to me uh, because she trusts me. So my job today is to earn your trust, make sure all your questions are answered. Cool. And why she wanted you to likely work with me is there's a lot of issues in our industry right now. Did she talk to you about them at all? She did. She did? Yeah, she, what I, did she say? Um, she told me that I was, was going to talk to Quicken or Rocket. I'd gotten an approval with Rocket because of the Barbie Dreamhouse commercial. And um, 
And she told me absolutely not that you know it would get messed up, and then I had to at least talk to you, and I trust her. So cool. here I am. So about sixty-four percent of loans right now, they're um, that they survey home buyers. The home buyers either saying they're not closing on time, they're not closing smooth, or they're not closing at all. Wow. Okay. Here in North Carolina, there's two deposits you put down. One's called due diligence. One's called earnest money. Did you know if your lender didn't perform, that could be thousands of dollars that you lose out on? I did not. Okay, well, she sent you to me because that won't happen. Okay, okay so okay. we're going to go over all your questions today. Okay. We're going to make sure you have all the tools you need to go out and win an offer because it's still a competitive market. Okay. Did she talk to you about that at all? Yes. Okay, and um, we just want to make sure you're super comfortable with the monthly payments and the cash to close. Okay. Notice I didn't say comfortable with the rate. Okay, so I want you guys to pick up on this that I never talk about rate. All the focus is on monthly payment cash to close to get the conversation out of the what? Out of rate, right? Cool. So tell me a little bit about your timeline. Where are you at? Have you been out looking with Shay? Have you been looking at properties online? Just online. Online? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. And uh, any particular date that you have to be in this new home by? Mm -mm. I'm living at home. You're living at home, so it's yep. just right when the uh, correct house shows up. Yep. And if you guys want to follow along, along, this is on 118. This is a form I fill out, hand it to my team. It all gets entered into the CRM, so every question's answered. So any, whenever the right home comes up, uh, any particular price range or kind of budget on price that you've set for yourself? Um, I like the like the four hundred thousand dollar houses. I've I've seen that I like, like 350 to 400. Okay, how'd you come up with that price? I uh, just, I don't know, sounds. Nice, even number? Sounds nice, not okay. too big. I don't know, like the pictures. Cool, well I can give you some of my input on that today. Would that be valuable to That'd you? That'd be great. Okay, um, so just some of the houses that you saw at that price, you could see yourself being in. That's how you came yeah. up with that price? Mm -hmm. I like the area. Cool. So that's an important question too, guys because if they've ran all these calculations and they've been geeking out on interest rates, you need to know what their knowledge is at that point so you can kind of adjust the consultation. So that's a super important question. Um, any gift funds coming from family members? Any money coming into this from family members that you didn't disclose or didn't talk about with my team? Am I gonna need some? Uh, we can go over that in a second. I just wanna know if there's a plan for any of it. Um, I hope not, I don't think no? so. Okay, cool. Let me know if that changes, okay? okay. Any changes coming up with your job, promotions, structure <laughs> changes, uh, worried about layoffs, anything like that? Uh, no. No? Okay. If that changes, please talk to me about it, okay? okay. Um, Nikki, what would you say at this point is your biggest fear about buying a home or getting a mortgage or both? I think that just worrying about like if I should wait until rates come down or is it, you know, is the timing good? Um, am I paying too much? Um, you know, just, just all of those things, just making a, a bad decision in general. Cool. Got it. And trying to time it right. Where have you heard about interest rates going up or prices coming down? Uh, TikTok. TikTok? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's experts on TikTok. Not much of the time, okay? Uh, okay. So Shay sent you to me because she feels I I'm the expert. I actually follow you on TikTok. So I'm not on TikTok, so you won't no, see me neither. <laughs> so um, let's address what you've heard about interest rates, right? Okay. Not necessarily. Just you know, wondering you know if it's the right time. Did I wait too long? Is my payment going to be too high? Right. That's more of my concern. Cool. Where do you feel comfortable with that monthly payment being? Um, 
I I don't really know because I haven't been. I'm, I mean, I'm living at home. Okay. But I'm saving about three thousand dollars a month right now. Got it. Easily. Cool. Do you think that would be a comfortable monthly payment for you? Uh, and I think I'll so. give you my guidance on this here in a yeah, second. I think so. I've been saving it comfortably. Okay. So about three thousand a month, give or take. Mm -hmm. All right. And then, how much cash do you have overall? How much is your pile of money? And how much do you think you feel comfortable putting towards this purchase? Uh, Twelve point seven million. Twelve point seven million. <laughs> Let's be realistic okay. here. All right. Um, I actually was being realistic. So um, you're, you're role playing, not you today. Okay. 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 Um, okay so. Um, Let's see. Um, because your monthly payment wouldn't have been $3,000 yeah. for you either. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, I have say, I mean, I have about 30000 saved. 30000 I don't, I don't want to use all that if I don't have to. I don't think you should either. Yeah, and I have 401k, but. So your pile of money is 30000 yes. right? Mm -hmm. Cool. We'll get to that in a second, okay. all right? I'm, I have some further questions on how to build that out. Okay. Uh, what areas are you buying in? Um, or what areas no are you idea. looking to buy? In, I, I have no say. idea. No um, idea? Nope. No kids, no school, like, you know, so I can really live wherever it's safe. Cool. All around San Antonio, mm -hmm. you're comfortable anywhere, any neighborhood? Yeah. Okay. What Shay say about that? Um, she said that um, we, should, we should narrow it down, but that, you know, we would, we'd work on it. And she's just pulling me list, you know, kind of searches from all over. Cool. So you're going to go on tours with her, see what you like, yep. see what the walkability is. Mm -hmm close to restaurants, what's important to you about the actual home? Like, describe your dream home to me. Uh, it, you know what, it's my first house, so I hadn't really thought about that. I just wanna make sure that I'm comfortable with the payment, I can still live the lifestyle that I enjoy, and that I'm safe. That you're safe? Yeah. Describe so really safe to a, me. Uh, not getting jumped on the way to the car. Got it, so a safe neighborhood, yes. low crime rates are important to you. Preferably. Got it, okay. What else, anything else about the home that's important to you? Um, no. Describe it to me, like what's two bedrooms, two baths, one bedroom, one bath, yard, what are other things? Um, you know, I, I honestly, I haven't really thought about it. I cool. just look at the pictures and I'm like, oh my God, so that's So she's cool. getting what by me? A little bit. Annoyed. A little annoyed. He's going so too she's deep. what? So that I'm question will sick. lead you into their disc, right? She's high D, right? She's about the highest D girl I know, right? She is boom, 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 boom. So I'm going to speed it up a little bit more and do what? Get to the point. Yeah. Now, my wife would be like, oh, it's got to have, you know, a swimming pool so I could look at the girls in the backyard, and it's got to have a place for our dog, and the Christmas tree's got to go over here. She's a feeler, right? So you got to sell the feelings more, right? She's going to be a little bit more bullet pointed. Does that make sense? So that question is where you find out their disc. Um, anyone else involved in this decision with you, like your parents, boyfriend, fiance, anybody like that? Mm -mm. Just this is your home, this is you. Just me. Awesome, good, good, good. So I got a little bit of agenda for the rest of the meeting today, okay. but I wanna make sure you get what you want out of this. Okay. So what are two or three things you came today wanting me to answer? Um, my, what my payment's gonna be, whether or not I qualify, um, like what else I need to do, and um, how much it's going to cost me. And describe costs, like monthly payments? Uh, monthly payment and also uh, money down. Money down? Okay, cool. So I'm actually taking notes on this, and you guys should be too. That will make you follow along easier. 118. All right, Nikki, that's great. So I, I'll talk about that here in a second, okay? Okay. 
I also want to know what's the most important thing I do for you to earn your business. So if I do these things, you'll work with me, we can do your financing. What's the most important thing I do to earn your business? Um, I mean, I just want to buy a house, man. Just want to get a house? Yeah. Cool. Like Shay told me to work with you and Good. I like Shay and she likes you. So, so do I have to overcome any objections really? Is there anything I got to overcome? Now if I can she, make it harder too. She's and yeah. if she did. Right, I can I can make you, it harder. If we she can, was rate, 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 yeah. you have to what? Right there. But I am myself, so like let's I'm But if she was harder and just went with the rate, what do you have to do right there? What's that? You gotta overcome that objection there or kick him out of your office. What do you gotta do? Yeah. If you ask my team, I will literally say I'm not a good fit to work with you. If it's just about the rate, I'm not the cheapest guy. If you don't care about service, if you don't care about losing your earnest money, if you don't care about stuff being on a moving truck, not being able to move in, if you don't care about money being pulled back at closing because the lender went out of business, if none of those things are important to you, I'm not the guy. If those things are important to you, I'm your guy. Is the rate so the most important thing to you? Cool. So you... Either get them out of the office there and move on to the next lead or overcome the objection right there and know that they're worth spending your time. Cool? Cool? All right. You see it? Yeah, we can do it. And then I can show you how I do it too. I, well, I'll just say how I do it, right? If they, if they talk about rate, I will give them ranges. This is about what they're in. I'll pull up. I use MBS Highway. I'll pull up the MBS Highway. What do you see? A lot of craziness. It will be 50 times different between now and you and you buy a home. Do you have a contract for me now? Then there's no really point about talking about the rate because it will change 50 times between now and when you buy. So I deflect, and if they keep coming back to it, we'll get into it. But I'm either going to sell them there, so I pull up the mortgage bond chart. How many of you has, use MBS Highway? It's money, right? And I show them what mortgage bonds trading is doing then. I give them a range, and if they keep pressing, I'm probably not for them, right? Because you know, how many of you have been working on deals, working on deals, working on deals, and then the rug gets swept out from underneath you? That's happened to all of us right now, right? You could have overcame that in that meeting, or moved on and saved your time, your team's time, and had your partner talk to them of why interest rate isn't the most important. Give them some horror stories of this client went after the lowest rate and here's what happened to them. Do you want them to do that? And that's why having a great realtor partner that refers you with value is super important during these times. Cool? If you have a question, jot it down. Yep, and then jot we'll it down. Do we'll come to Q it right in a second, okay? So this is where you got to add value, guys. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I will tell them. Um, so we are going to get to that. I want to get some more of so your. So the question was, can Nikki show the rate objection? Go ahead. Yeah. So um, I'm going to. We're going to get to that. I'm going to get enough information from you so that I can determine like what are some good options that we want to look at. And listen, when it comes time to actually lock, I'm going to. Like, if you want, I will show you my rate sheet, and there's a list of numbers with what the rates are, and then there's a list of numbers next to it, what the price is for that rate. You can have anyone on the rate sheet that you want. I'll let you pick when it comes time. But right now, between now and then, it's going to change so much. I usually use, you know, maybe seven, seven a quarter just for the prequal piece so that a more comfortable expectation has been set. And then when you come in, obviously, we're going to dig into that and determine if that's the best option or not.
Cool. There. And I have no problem. I am so good at looking at estimates. If you go get an estimate from somewhere that you think is better, bring it to me. I will look at it side by side and tell you if it's better or not. If it's better than mine, then you're giving me the opportunity to meet it or beat it. Right? But I maintain control of that. Somebody who's trying to move to the rate is trying to take charge of the conversation, and you have to stay in charge. So an old school sales technique. We all know what the, what the major objection is right now. It's interest rate, right? Let's talk about the elephant in the room. It's interest rates, right? They're somewhere in the higher sixes to mid sevens. They've been trading in that range. I want you to know this is a very temporary mortgage for you, right? I'm gonna automatically refinance you. Fannie Mae is saying within six months, rates are gonna be anywhere from a percent and a half to 2% higher. I will refinance you free of any of my costs if you make me whole. So protect yourselves on EPOs, right? That's super important right now. Protect yourselves on EPOs. Nikki, if you make six payments to you, this mortgage that I will do for you, that makes me whole. If you don't and you refinance before that, I pay back all of my commission and a penalty, cool. okay? So I'm a scratch my back type of guy and I'll scratch your back. You make those six payments, for one year after that, I will automatically contact you when rates drop. I will refinance you free of any of my costs because I don't need to make money off you twice in a year. Perfect. Cool. So, and I do the same thing. So in the um, loan selection piece of it that we're going to get to, that's when I bring up our refinance strategy. So I'm also programming those clients proactively up front that I have a plan for them, we have a specific strategy, and that I'm gonna be contacting them. And that six months payment is part of that strategy. Okay, so we'll talk about that too, but. Cool. Okay. You guys got some questions? Okay, let's break for some questions and then we'll finish okay. this up with, with some value adds. Hold cool. on a second, I gotta come up to you so it's recorded. Go ahead. So you were saying that you meet with the client at, and you call it a lock appointment? Yeah. So do I don't you, meet, I usually, the lock appointment is, is usually by Zoom. I, they don't usually come in a second okay, time. That's, what, that's the yeah. second meeting. We're going to get into that. We're yeah. going to show you how to do it. Because I only meet with the clients once, and then I usually do a Zoom It's a lock. second full appointment, gotcha. but I do the second It's a one second appointment on Zoom. Yeah. Both of us do it that way. I've rapport. I've gone through it. I can cool. share my screen. So the question was, when do you meet with the client the second time? Both Nikki and I meet with them face-to-face -face the first time in the pre-approval meeting, the second time over Zoom to go over their loan options and lock them in. What is the conversion you guys are seeing from contact to application? Contact to application, do you know your conversion? F from uh, lead to application? Oh, man, lead to pre-app. It's so all over the place right now. Um, my overall lead to closing is right over 30%, so we're at 31. My credit pull is over 90%, um, so button chair is likely in the 55% range based on that. Mine was 61 before we left. So remember, that's how you, that's how you manage your LP1s. That metric is their job. Butts in seats is the LP1's job, right? Lead to pre-app, LP1 metric. That's all I judge my LP1's off of. Go ahead, CJ. How do you overcome the objection of client has to drop 45 minutes to meet you face-to-face -face or is coming in out of town to buy or anything like that for that first appointment? Um, anyone outside of 20 minutes, I just give a Zoom to as an option. Anyone inside of 20 minutes, I, uh, I make them come in. Nikki? I mean, I've, like, come on, you're buying a house, like 30 minutes. My girl know, makes like, them come in if they're in yeah, Dallas. Like, <laughs> I, you're buying a house, it's a big deal. Like, you can give me 30 minutes of your life, right? Like, what, it's only gonna take 30 minutes. Uh, what's your, um, 
How do you overcome them wanting to meet in person for the first call with your LP1 or with yourself? We don't do that. That's all over the phone. So the pre-app's over the phone, right? With us, with Nikki and I, it's in person. That's where your team's got to sell the value and sell the tools. So remember the tools of hers and mine that I wrote down? Pre-approval guarantee, bullet tight pre-approval, um, negotiation with the listing agent when you put in an offer, video with the listing agent. Your LP1's got to be able to praise you, put you on a pedestal, right? And make, make you the expert and talk about those tools that they need also, to win in a competitive hey, whenever market. You, whenever you accurately set the expectation from the agent, then the LP1, like they're being told how it's going to go. So part of what you're doing is you're raising the barrier to entry so that you can identify who is gonna follow your system and who's not, yeah. right? So there's that flag there of somebody who from the get-go is like, hey, I'm not giving you any of my information. And I'm like, okay, well, I ain't giving you my approval letter and you needed to buy a house, right? right? So my answer would be, well, you need an approval letter, right? Well, I have to pull your information to do that. And the truth is 70% of the people are just going to do exactly what you told them and to do. And then they do it, right? yeah. Or my LP1 would meet with them in person, do the prequal if we absolutely had to because I'm real hungry for deals right now. And then we'd all just kind of roll our eyes and still take great care of them anyways. Go ahead. So be, that's when, the answer. So when we do have those clients where rate is the number one thing they're looking at and it's time to move on, it's time to not spend any more time with them, I'm always concerned about it looking bad with the realtor or with the, the realtor that referred them over. How do you maintain that good relationship where they're going to continue to refer you if you've pushed one of their clients away? I relate it to their commission. Are you going to work for a half a percent on, uh, on this client or are you getting two and a half, three percent? Well, I don't work for a half a percent either. So do you see value in what I do? Um, you need to articulate that to your clients, right? Working with me is an experience and I'm going to get the job done and I'm going to get you paid. When you just let them work with anyone else, you might not get paid. So I relate it to their paycheck. I'm not scared to say, hey, we're buying a $400,000 home. You know, whatever their commission is on that, you're giving up $20,000 to some lender down the street that you don't know if they're going to close or not. So it just comes back to that trust that she talked about. Can you elaborate on the guarantee, the $2,500 guarantee, and when's the last time you had to pay one? I've never paid one. And I have five. I've paid one. It was the best money I've yeah. ever spent because so it's one of my top agents. That's now. exactly what I was going to say. So I would in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. And then I'd go back to that listing agent and I'd say, who else would have honored this? I did. So I'd like you to put me on here. I'd like to pre, I'd like to double down on my loss and I want the next client if I can too. And I'll give you another $2,500 guarantee on that next client if you can get them to talk to me. Let's go into the seller because... The realtor... The realtor, the realtor, it's a legal agreement. If so, you ask your concierge for it, well, I'll give them mine and Nikki yeah. has one, right? It's a legal agreement. It is. You so got to get it approved with your company. And remember, yeah. that's not your company's money. That's your money. I paid out $5,000 of my own personal money. And not company money. It's branch money. It is. So it's based, right? it is drawn up. It is an addendum to the contract that it's, it's literally our attorney drew it up that, that says that if that client doesn't close for any reason other than bad appraisal, bad title, I mean, it's all attorney, you know, verbiage, but, or bad inspection. So like, I don't care if that client, if I asked if they had child support, if they paid child support and they lied and said no, and then I find it, I'm going to pay the $2,500. I don't care if they quit their job. I don't care if they, they go take out a loan. 
loan, whatever the issue is, I'll pay the $2,500. Because I know that like one of our mottos is no loan left behind. We're going to get that person in a house. We've accurately approved them and we've schooled them on all the do's and don'ts. So I'm super comfortable sending it out, but it's a full legal agreement. Some agent, I mean, some sellers don't sign it because they don't understand. That's okay. Cool. But we got two more questions really like and we got to get moving. Otherwise, we're not going to go through. Go ahead, John. If the pre-application is a decline from your LP1, do you still talk to the client to, or still have the meeting? Just tell them later or what do you do at that point? Yeah, excellent question. So um, we... So it's not a no, it's a not right now, or hey, here's what we need to do first, and here's how much time we're estimating that this is going to take. So my LP1 will do that consultation with them, and then I follow up afterwards to do the encouragement, and I do the follow-up call to the agent to let them know what we're doing with that client in the meantime. And I also tell them, if this client will do what we tell them to do, then we will work with them as long as it takes. But they have to do what we're telling them to do. Cool. Next question, John. Yeah, you good? What are the twenty-one touch points? Follow-up touch points. Call, text, email, seven days in a row. Call, text, email, seven days in a row. Call, text, email, seven days in a row. Cool. We're gonna finish out this meeting. We'll should have some time for a little, a few more Q and A. So, how many of you are doing the wealth accumulator with every client? Cool. So, at this point, I'd go over their monthly payments with them. What, what did Nikki say? She's got $30,000. i am going to consult her through the wealth accumulator on how much of that she should use. Now, the mistake I saw with everyone role-playing it this morning is you're showing up and throwing up your knowledge all on the client. It needs to be interactive, right? Relationships are built through good questions. So you got to guide the client with good questions. Cool? So wealth accumulator is on page 120. So, Nikki, you asked for my um, expertise and some of my guidance on kind of where you should buy, right? Yes. The first thing that I believe in um, is you should buy a home that's about three times your annual income. You should not have a mortgage more than about three times your annual income. Okay. Cool? So, mm -hmm. how much did you make? How much are you on track to make this year? Um, One fifty. One hundred and fifty thousand. So, if we multiply that by about three, your max mortgage will be what? Uh, 450. 450. How does that number make you feel? I just got a little uncomfortable. Cool. Yeah. You said 400 at the beginning. I think 400 is right? a number I for think me. you're being a touch conservative, yeah. but that's okay because it's your first home. Okay. So my advice would be look at home somewhere between 400, somewhere between 450, right? Okay. I would then go through the payments with her to make sure she's comfortable at that point, okay? Now, we're going to keep this at a $400,000 home, okay. okay? If you don't find what you like at that point, don't be cautious about going to 450 if it's the perfect home okay. okay but talk to me about it get comfortable with the payments if that's what you go out and find okay okay um now what i want to show you is the power of real estate and the power of leverage have you heard of the power of leverage no okay the power of leverage is you are going to get a return on money that is not yours because i'm lending it to you okay, okay? so you're buying a four hundred thousand dollar home right um you're gonna put Said you got 30, we'll go over this in a second. Um, I wanna know what your monthly expenses are. We'll go over those in a second, but I would say you know, you're gonna put down about 12 to 15,000, so about half of your money. Okay. As a first time home buyer, you can put 3% down. 
I would take advantage of that minimum down payment and keep the rest on the sidelines in a reserve account. Okay. So let's say we're going to buy that $400,000 home and we're going to use about $15,000. Okay. Does that sound good to you? Yep. Okay. CoreLogic is reporting in most areas, their forecast is for real estate to continue to appreciate at 4%. Okay. It's been appreciating over the last two years nationally about 40%. Okay. That can't continue. So it's a really, really good sign that they're still, can, still forecasting for real estate to go up. Okay? So if you take, I want you to do this on your calculator. I literally make them take out their calculator so they see the numbers, right? Take 400,000 times 0 0.04. Cool. You get what? I'm like the worst millennial ever. 16,000. Thank you, Jimmy. E9. Cool. Sorry, I don't. Yeah, Divide I don't that by this. your money you're putting in, which is 15,000. Tell me. Right? 106% return on your investment. Wow. Okay, cool. So you get to put this minimum amount in, but you get the return off the 400,000. That's why real estate's so powerful. Cool. Cool? So it is so, a good time. Yep. At this time, I go over their monthly expenses. I will, if I think that they need it, I'll go through each expense with it and add them up. I'll literally do a budget on spot with them, and I'll figure out what three to six months of their monthly expenses in and recommend that they keep that in savings. How long did it take you to save all this, Nikki? Ten months. Ten months? So you've saved $30,000 in ten months. Mm -hmm. Cool. So you're saving about $3,000 every single month, right? Mm -hmm. I want you after this to build up your savings to about $25,000, okay. and then I want you to move that all into the 401k. Okay, I, am in, I do max out my 401k. You do? Yes. Excellent. So you're already there. Yes. And you get a company match? Yep. I pull up the rule of 72 calculator from MBS Highway, and I'll ask them, when do you want to retire? Here's how much you need. I think you're gonna need about three to four million by your age to retire. Here's how much longer you gotta work. Here's much more you have to save. Okay, so I'm moving from a what to a what? From, from a commodity to an advisor. And we wanna be what for all of our clients? Advisors, not order takers. That's how you do it. When you can show them that money and talk about it confidently, Cha-ching, it's over, right? So you're consulting them. Now she's already maxing out her 401k, so then I'll get into the stock market. I'll talk about how I, I invest, right? Um, don't be scared to let them know you're an expert. If you got a lot of money, um, how do I put this? Brag a little bit. Let them know you're an expert. If someone tries to big league you, I'm, you know, I will politely tell them that I have way more money than them, I'm way richer than them, and I've done way more loans than them. So I want to put myself as I don't do that. I don't do that. Yeah. What's that? I don't do that. Uh, subtly, right? Hey, I just bought an Airbnb. Uh, I believe in real estate. I believe in the, uh, the value of leverage. Um, I got $7 million in real estate. I'm getting killed. I did have $7 million in the stock market. I'm getting crushed there. So I'm moving a little bit more to real estate because my $5 million has been getting kicked in the stock market. So I think you have a great balance, Nikki, of having your 401k, right? Does that sound like I'm bragging? But it gets the point of cost, right? Cool? If you think it sounds like it, that's fine, right? Now, you gotta, it, it depends on who the client is, right? If this is some attorney trying to big league me, I'm yep. gonna puff my chest out a little bit and say I'm, I'm just as big or bigger than you, right? So otherwise they're gonna what? Sales is all what? It's a negotiation, right? And if you 
get into a subservient role with them and they don't perceive you as the expert, you have no value. You are gonna get shot to the cheapest price. Does that make sense? So I would go over the wealth accumulator with her that way. I would talk about my investments in the S&P 500. I'd talk about five stocks that I like. The next natural step for Nikki is what? Buy this house, put that $3,000 in the stock market. So what advice am I gonna give her? Hey, after closing, I'm gonna hook you up with the best financial advisor I think in the world. He's my guy, he'll take your $3,000 a month. He's helped me create wealth I would have never dreamt possible, right? And um, I will have a referral out of this. And she now perceives me as what? Cool, so we would wrap this up. I do a little different than Nikki. I actually would call Shay, my realtor, at this point. If I don't get her live on the phone, I wanna get her live on the phone with the clients there, right? If I don't, I wait for them to leave and say, hey, I'm gonna shoot a video text message so we're all on the same page. We're looking up to 400,000. She's putting 3% down. In Chicago, that's about $7,000 in annual property taxes. To keep her monthly payments where we want them, that's about 500 in HOA. Hey, Shay, set your search up. Max 450, 7,000 in property taxes, 500 in HOA. That, Nikki, that will keep your monthly payments at $3,000 a month, and we can uh, accomplish that with 15,000 to close. So I am a good partner to my realtor because I hand the, off the ball of the client to them to go out and looking for homes. I help them set up the search. So I know my great realtor partners and those relationships versus the ones I still gotta work on, that if they won't take the client out without talking to me, I'm what, Devante? I am their number one, their go-to. They find a lot of value in my meeting and that I'm helping them set up the search so the buyer and the realtor can just focus on the property. Cool, so I do it with a call or a video text. How many of you are doing that? Cool, start doing that right when you get back. If you take nothing away from this, you gotta do that. That cool. way everyone's on the same page because Nikki's gonna walk out of there and she might be a little lost. It's her first time. She can go back to that. She can reference. The realtor can reference. So what I do is I ask the client, was this helpful? We covered your payment, down payment. You're clear on what we're doing. Was this helpful? Awesome. Would you do something for me? So I am 100% personal referrals. I do zero paid advertising. I hate the bottom feeders that just blow up your phone and try to get you to work with them without actually providing any value, right? So I appreciate this. Would you mind, I need more people like you from Shay. Would you mind shooting her a message and telling her if you appreciated the appointment? And so what I want is that client to text the agent to tell them how great it was, okay? Now they may be leaving thinking that, but they're not saying it. So I say, was this helpful? I am the queen of asking yes questions because I want a yes all the time. I hate no's, right? I don't like that. The worst only child syndrome from a family of like five. It doesn't make sense. Right? Guys, you I gotta like write that yeses. down. Write that all down. All yes questions. Was this helpful? Yes, cool. Would you mind doing something for, for me, okay? I'm 100% personal referral. I need more people like you from Shay. If you did find value, would you text her and let her know that you did? Thank you so much, I appreciate it. Okay. Because so if we don't do that, what do the realtors always hear? All they hear is the complaint. So when you get that they said, hey, we did a great job, 
point them to the, can you tell Shay that, right? Yeah. Can you look so, out for more people for Shay and I if you found a lot of value in that state? Yep. That's awesome. And then I send, okay, I send the follow-up email. So I send the email to the agent. So I do my, um, the handoff by email. It's the full approval package and I copy the client in, okay? So then I set the expectation on shopping, everything else. We do that in the consult, right? So very important. Um, the it's on 122 is the format for the client consultation. That's my format. It's exactly the same. Um, admittedly, it's an old, a little bit older version. I don't have the wealth accumulator in it, so put it in there after you've gone through like loan terms. What I like to do is make sure that they're comfortable with the payment and the down payment conversation before I move anywhere else because I want to disarm them a little bit. Okay, um, and so then from there. Okay, I let the agent know when you, especially right now, guys, okay, like maybe we all get big and fancy later, but right now we need them all. So I tell the agent, whenever you make an offer, shoot me the listing agent's contact and I will text them on your behalf too. Okay, then the second that I get a contract, okay, because this is all about perceived value and trust. The second that I get a contract, I call the listing agent, okay, and I do like my Tuesday update spiel, right? But, um, or set the expectation for Tuesday updates. But the biggest thing that I do there too is I ask, did my approval letter, did my approval package play a part in your seller accepting the offer? Okay. Now I told you agents are non-confrontational. So what do you think they say? Cool. Now when that client schedules the appointment with me, or when I go through and do the lock appointment, what do I say whenever I sit down with them? Dude, I talked to the listing agent and I am so happy that you followed my process and you got my approval letter because I called them and they said that it was my approval package was the reason that your offer was accepted. How cool is that? We did it. You did it. You stayed where you were supposed to stay. I'm going to keep your payment where you wanted, your down payment where you wanted. It's not going to be a dollar more. We're not going to have any surprises. We did it. Who's going to go shop me after that? Right? I'm the reason you got the house. If you guys kill that, if you guys kill that first meeting, if you're doing great DVDs, uh, if you're running numbers for them, if you're giving them market updates for every Wednesday, if you're calling the listing agent and pitching them, if you're giving a good handoff to your realtor, the next meeting's what? It's super easy. I literally sit down, and at that point, I'm just a great loan officer right? They've told me the payment they want. They've told me the down payment. I literally refer back to that. You told me you wanted eight, no more than 1800. We're coming in at 1725. You told me that you wanted no more than 25,000 with the concessions that your amazing agent negotiated for you. We're only at 17,000. You get to keep that entire difference. Okay. I've put together based on what you told me that you wanted. Now, remember, I just reiterated, I just told them what they told me they wanted. So, I just built trust again and perceived value because now they're not wondering, am I going to screw their deal up? I remember what they, what they told me they wanted, right? So I circle back to that. I close them. With, they gave me the information on how to close them, right? So why wouldn't they sign? This is the scenario that I think is best, and here's why. But I also have another option if you want to look at it. I do an assumption and an option right there. Okay. Um, this one's over Zoom, right? This one's over Zoom. Yeah, so I can pull it up in screen share. Truthfully, most of the time by this point, like we've already set the, the tone and when we can stay in line with where they wanted to be, it's, it's not a problem. It's a layup. Everything that we're doing is to maximize conversion for a yes, right? Who, so, who prepares everything? Um, my LP1 does, but I do check it. 
I do check it. Yeah, I do check it and make sure. I mean, just, you know, because it's their money. Like, guys, I, made a, I make a lot of money per transaction, and I have 20 years of just hardcore experience. They're going to pay more than they ever have in history to work with me. They get 30 minutes or 45 minutes of my professional opinion. It's just not a big deal to look at an estimate, make sure it's what's best for your client. It's just not. Pretty much the same thing. I, I use MBSI right hand. There's a Captain will load up there about 10 minutes before the meeting. I call it the loan selection meeting. Mine's over Zoom too. I have the three options and I get in the mindset of this is what I'm going to recommend. It's super important if you took good notes during the consultation, right? During the meeting for me, I'm going out their house. I'm talking about the house. I'm walking through the house with them online. Oh my gosh, look at the amazing uh, shag lime green carpet. I do that too. I pull it up. Oh my God, the door, the front door. Right? Then I talk about the plan that we set. Page, what is it? My loan interview form I just went over. She does her prequel. Page 118. I go back over just like she said. Here's the plan. You stuck to the plan. Excellent job. And then we go into the two or three options that they think that uh, the client should look at. Yeah, and it, by this point, if you have built enough trust, and remember, perceived value is first, and then you gotta back it up with real value, or you shouldn't be doing this job, okay? You have a big responsibility to take care of people, and so you gotta give them the real value afterwards, which most of the time is, is just doing whatever you said you were going to do for them, okay? So we sit down, I give them my professional opinion, here's what I like based on what you told me, but I had this other option, usually, they go with whatever it is I show them first because, and I tell them, hey, I'm gonna show you this. It's gonna establish a baseline. You're gonna tell me what you like and don't like. Well, guess what? I'm leading with the one that I already know they're going to like, right? Because they already told me what they wanted. So I'm setting it up so that I can just get a yes. Most of the time they just say, nope, I'm gonna go with that when that sounds good. Now I'm also adding, because we have to, a refinance strategy at this point. Okay, so right now I'm doing all refinances. So I have a refi estimate ready to give to them also at five and a half, no origination, no discount points. And I don't overthink like the escrows and all of that, right? This is a sample. And then I tell them, okay, inevitably, you're going to be someone who refinancing is part of your strategy probably in the next 12 months. So I've already worked up an estimate based on what I came up with that I think is a good um, point for us to go in, right? When I meet with my financial planner and he sits down and says, here's where we're gonna go in, I'm like, ooh, like we got a plan, this is great. I feel better. This guy who I trust has a plan. That's what they want, okay? So do it for them too. So here's- Setting up the next deal to make them feel secure with this deal. Yes. If you're not doing that, take that back right away and put that in. Yes. Other people doing uh, refinance coupons, I do pretty much the same thing. I yep. put that five and a half. That's on that chart on the MBS Highway Loan Comparison. Here are your three options now. Here's where we think you're going to be next year. We're going to do this one for you. Yeah, and I just don't say, like, for sure when, obviously, right? Like, here's what I think based on what I can see, but I don't know that for sure, right? But this is, this is a good number for you, and this is when I'm going to reach out to you, okay? So here's what's going to happen. Number one, I'm going to give you this estimate. I know this payment looks a lot better, right? We're going to get there, okay? I'm hoping it's going to be 12 months, maybe no more than 15, okay? Um, from here, 
you're going to close on this one, you're going to make at least six payments, and then once you've made six payments, once we get to this five and a half mark with no discount points, I'm going to call you, okay? Does that sound good? Okay. In the meantime, if you start getting blown up in your mail with offers, you call me, okay? Because, and we don't necessarily want to want to go in at the initial knee-jerk reaction the first time that the market drops. We go in with a plan. There's going to be everybody in the world who wants to convince you to refinance. They're pretty good, okay? They spend millions and millions in marketing and scripting to get you to do with what they want you to do, okay? But I want you to call me. I will even look at their estimate to tell you if they're better than me and if you should go with them. I only do refinances for past clients and personal referrals, so I will personally do it for you. I love exclusivity, I love scarcity, and I love a sense of urgency, right? So I'm creating those up front, okay? And when they know that somebody's watching out for them, then they feel more comfortable making a decision now. And what's been a, like, what's been an amazing client story you have from all this or just something lately that you're super proud of with a client from these meetings? Um, so I will tell you my favorite thing to hear, and I am hearing more and more of it lately. Oh, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yes. Yeah. That's my favorite. When they come in and they say, oh, that's okay. That, that's actually not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And then I'm like, all right, mine, I need more of you. Mine's the question which option would you do, Chad? Yes. What do you recommend? That's when you know you have them. And when you get that and do this whole process together, you're gonna get more of that uh, more often. So did we give you some tactics today to go out and beat some rate shoppers? Did we okay. give you some things to add value to your realtor partners? If we did, give it up for my girl, Nikki Salter. You've been listening to the Core Sales Training Bootcamp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at thecoretraining.com.